Hello, and welcome to the Pricing for the Planet podcast, the podcast that explores the intersection of business and sustainability. I'm your host, Fabian Cross, and I'm here to figure out with you how to make sustainability a competitive edge. Indeed, for us, the only path to amplifying and accelerating sustainability is by framing it as the driving force for business. Whether you're a business leader, an entrepreneur, or simply curious about how sustainability can be monetized, our podcast is here for you. Today, I'm super happy to host Philippe Zawati, founder and CEO of Mirova. Philippe is a pioneer of green and sustainable investments. He has also contributed to the French government's environmental policy and even helped draft parts of Emmanuel Macron's presidential program on the environment. Philippe, thanks for being here. Thank you. Hello. So, Philippe, we have a tradition in this podcast. We start from the end. So, what the one key takeaway you would like our listeners to remember from today's podcast? Wow. So, uh, you're going to be surprised because I, I think that clearly uh, uh, monetization and pricing is clearly not the, uh, the, the good way to, to solve the sustainability crisis. <laughs> so, let's, 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 move, uh, let's move forward and I, I will ex try to ex explain you um, why I think it's important and why I think it's uh, not the only, uh, only thing to think about. Perfect. So, so Philip, so you are the CEO of Mirova. You are the helm of a pioneering company in sustainable investment. Can you share a bit about your journey and what led you to this role? Yes, of course. So, uh, Mirova was uh, created ten years ago, uh, and uh, uh, it's part of a, a kind of journey. Uh, I started uh, after the financial crisis in uh, 07, 08 when. Uh, we, uh, I mean, uh, not only me, but all the the, the, the uh, financial community. I mean, discovered that uh, the, the complexity of the of the financial market uh, and uh, uh, also the the opacity of the market and, and the fact that it was not uh, only uh, targeted to uh, to uh, uh, the general interest, but uh, but but also uh, was starting to to work for for itself uh, was not uh, the good way moving forward, and that uh, uh, it has. Uh, Clearly, uh, uh, been one of the, uh, uh, I mean, the origin of the of the crisis, and uh, and so uh, uh, so we uh, we were a couple of uh, people from the financial industry uh, at that time to to think about uh, how could we uh, do it better, how could we use finance, which is uh, I mean a very very powerful tool, I mean and uh, and uh, absolutely key uh, in uh, in the way our economy and society. Uh, is moving. How could we use it uh, to uh, to solve the issues uh, uh, and and not creating new issues uh, and to solve uh, more especially the environmental and social issues that we were facing? Uh, and so that was the beginning of the of responsible investments uh, at a larger scale because I mean responsible investments I mean already uh, existed, but of course uh, we wanted to uh, to put it at scale, and so uh, uh, we. Uh, Started to work uh, on this in uh, in oh nine, uh, uh, starting oh nine, and, and and then it led to the to the creation of Mirova in uh, in twenty twelve, uh, with the idea to create a company uh, 
which uh, could be a kind of proof of concept uh, that uh, sustainability and uh, and finance could could go together, and uh, that we could uh, uh, really manage money uh, for the behalf of our investors, uh, delivering good performance, de delivering results, uh, but at the same time being very uh, focused on our uh, convictions, uh, which were to uh, to make a positive uh, environmental and social impact. So today we uh, we are uh, about 300 people uh, in uh, in Paris, London, Boston, Nairobi, Singapore, and we uh, and we are still uh, focused on this objective. Uh, we manage about 30 billion euros in different asset classes, equities, fixed income, infrastructure funds, private equity, natural capital. Uh, and, uh, and we, uh, yeah, we, we, we have the, the, the trust and confidence from, uh, from a lot of, uh, of investors uh, all around the world, which is the uh, first good signal. Yeah. Well, congrats. That, that's impressive. So, so you are talking a lot about sustainable finance, uh, for example, in your books, like Green Finance Begin in Paris, Sustainable Finance Ringing in a Second Chance. For our listeners who might be new to the concept, could you break down what sustainable finance really means? Uh, that's a, a question which uh, could, lead, uh, could lead to uh, hours of discussions. But uh, uh, there, is no, there is no definition, I mean, at the global level. Uh, there are a lot of uh, regulations today which are clearly... Uh, asking for more transparency about uh, what sustainable finance is. Uh, a lot of people are, um, uh, speaks about ESG, environmental, social, and governance. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's uh, uh, about uh, clearly uh, uh, connecting finance and general interest, uh, understanding that finance is not a passive tool, that it's clearly an active, uh, um, should be uh, proactive, and that we uh, clearly... Uh, not uh, just uh, use finance just to allocate money to the uh, to the projects which are the, the, the with the the, you know, the higher uh, return and uh, and the lowest risk, but also uh, try to understand that the choice that we are making in financing this project uh, and not the, uh, and not this one are is clearly shaping the future, uh, and so uh, that's clearly the uh, the, ob the objective of sustainable finance. I mean, uh, understanding that. Uh, Anyway, we have an impact uh, as uh, when, when we finance uh, uh, the economy, and and so uh, financing is making uh, choices. That's I think the most important fact, uh, most important, most important difference between sustainable finance and traditional finance. Makes sense, super clear. And there is another term that you frequently, you know, like use. It's impact investing. Uh, can you explain, you know, the difference? Is it, you know, the same idea? Is it different? What are the, like, nuances? For me, it's the same idea. I mean, we, you know, every five years we change the name. <laughs> that, <Yeah. laughs> that's a kind of marketing uh, <laughs> move. No, I mean, to, uh, to, to take it seriously. Uh, yeah, when I started, we, 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 uh, we used to speak about uh, socially responsible investments. Uh, then the the acronym ESG has become uh, more uh, familiar to everybody, and uh, and today uh, uh, ESG is not uh, seems to become also uh, uh, old-fashioned, uh, and more especially because in the US it has been uh, uh, the target for a, a lot of pushbacks, uh, more especially from the uh, 
the Republicans. And so uh, uh, they say that, today they say that ESG uh, is is woke finance. Uh, so so that means that we th- there is also this question about how uh, can we explain what we do and uh, with one word it's always difficult difficult uh, impact is interesting but uh, but uh, there there are also some uh, issues with the impact world because uh, when you uh, when you uh, um, listen impact you think i mean uh, the first objective is to make an impact and not and not to deliver return uh, yeah. and so uh, there, there, there is al- always this uh, thinking about is it impact first or uh, or impact with the return, uh, which doesn't exactly mean the same. So uh, at the end of the day, what I think is that uh, there are a wide range of different expertise and different way to do sustainable investments. And even if you look at uh, at the Mirova uh, at the Mirova's portfolio, there are very different things that we do at Mirova. We uh, we manage uh, sustainable equity, uh, global equity. Uh, large cap uh, portfolios, and at the same time, we manage uh, uh, funds which uh, invest in the uh, restoration of degraded land in emerging countries, and that's clearly not the same. So you can uh, tr- you you could try to to find one word which describe it, uh, but that's difficult. It's just different ways to use uh, financial innovation. Uh, to uh, uh, to to uh, find solutions for for sustainable development, so uh, so the only world that I think is really uh, encompassing all these uh, probably uh, is Mirova. <laughs> Perfect, yeah, like that. And you know, following up on on this idea and and the way you started the podcast, because in this podcast we are trying to figure out the best way to scale sustainability. And you mentioned, you know, you know, pricing and monetization might not be the best way. So question for you, what would be the best way to scale it? No, it was a kind of joke to start <laughs> our discussion, of course. But, but I think that uh, this is important to understand the objectives. Uh, yeah. and, and then there are uh, different tools that we can use. And I think that financial innovation, more globally, uh, has sometimes, sometimes been used for the worst, uh, when it was about creating very complex uh, uh, CDOs and CDO squares uh, during the financial crisis. So today, the idea is uh, there is a lot of uh, smart people in the, in the financial industry. There's, there's a lot of innovation. Uh, let's try to use this financial innovation for the good. So uh, when, we, uh, when we create a new uh, uh, investment tool like uh, uh, green bonds or green loans. When we uh, uh, when we use blended finance uh, to uh, structure uh, uh, investment funds to invest in emerging countries, when we use uh, guarantee first losses and so on and so forth, all this is really uh, technicalities. I mean, uh, uh, innovation, and uh, uh, and but the idea is what are they used for? It's uh, yeah. the, 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 the aim is more important than the, than the tool itself. And so uh, monetization uh, and, and pricing, that are one of the tools which are embedded in the, in the way financial system is working. Yeah. Uh, the point that I, I want to make is that uh, don't be, uh, I mean, we, we shouldn't, should not be, I mean, uh, blind. I mean, uh, uh, the... At the, at the end of the day, we, we, we are working in a financial system which doesn't work very friendly for sustainability. Hmm. 
uh, and uh, it's uh, it's a system which is very short-term oriented, uh, very uh, focused on profit, whatever the whatever it, it comes from, uh, and uh, uh, and pricing, and, and 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 we and we we all think that uh, the market is. Uh, uh, discovering every uh, every day the, the the good price for everything which yeah. i think is not true mm. uh and so uh so of course we uh, pricing is very important but we we need to have a, a look at pricing very differently as how can can uh, can we uh, uh i mean uh use it to really uh, uh describe the the reality of the impacts that means integrate in the pricing all the externalities and all the impacts yeah, 100%. And, and we talk a lot about true pricing, 3P pricing, and, and all those tools, but 100% align with you. So I had one question because I, I know that uh, you have those criticism as well. We, we have the same at pricing for the planet. There is a lot of like skeptics, skeptics who sometimes label our sustainability initiatives as greenwashing or feel the efforts being made are insufficient anyway. How do you respond to such criticism? Okay, that's clearly insufficient. And we know that uh, all this is insufficient. We know that we are uh, lagging a lot uh, compared to what will be needed to solve uh, the climate crisis, for example, or the biodiversity uh, uh, collapse. Um, so, uh, but saying that we are not doing what, what we should do, that does that doesn't mean the same that uh, what what we do is useless. Uh, so it's not enough, but I don't think it's useless. Uh, it's uh, we 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 have done we have been I mean clearly changing the the, the, the way the financial system was behaving in the last ten years. I mean, finance, sustainable finance clearly did not exist ten years ago, and today it's uh, at the heart of the, all the discussion, uh, even very polarized discussion. But uh, that's probably uh, also a good. Not a bad news, but a good news. I mean, uh, if we have so strong pushbacks, uh, that's, that means also that, uh, that, that we exist, <laughs> yeah. that, we, that we have changed something. Um, so uh, then, of course, there, there, there is greenwashing everywhere, everywhere, not only in finance, but everywhere. Uh, and, uh, uh, and there are different kinds of greenwashings. I mean, uh, the, there is... a. The, the cynical greenwashing, which is of course uh, awful, uh, and uh, when when we when we see it, we need to uh, clearly uh, uh, fight it. That's uh, for sure. But there are more, uh, uh, you know, uh, different greenwashing, more uh, uh, less visible greenwashing. Mm -hmm. Like uh, you know, a lot of uh, uh, first, a lot of um, I mean, uh, players in the industry in finance. Uh, who do uh, uh, little things, but speak too much about the little things they do. Uh, and that's a kind of greenwashing. Uh, and there is a new one, which is not a, uh, really greenwashing, is what now some people ca call greenhushing, which is uh, we don't want to speak up because it's too dangerous to speak up. And so uh, let's do things, but don't speak about this. So this is, this is the opposite of what I was saying before. But both are, are not the, 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 the good way. Uh, we need to explain what we do, even if we think it's dangerous, even if we think it's not enough. Uh, but transparency, 
clarity about what are our objectives and what uh, and what we are doing i think it's is the right way to behave perfect yeah I, i like that and talking about you know transparency and discussion and debates uh, recently there has been a significant discussion around the concept of double materiality Emmanuel Faber, chairman of the International Sustainability Standard Board, ISSB, emphasized in a piece for Le Monde the need for a unified approach to extra financial accounting. Can you shed some light on this debate and help our audience grasp its significance? Yeah, uh, uh, some uh, observers uh, described it as a... a, 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 a fight a kind of a discussion between uh, the European way and the American way, which I think is not the right uh, way to, to describe it. Uh, of course, uh, there is the European way in terms of regulation. So the European Commission uh, uh, came with a, a very uh, ambitious plan to uh, encompass double, double materiality, which means uh, looking at the impact of the environment on the companies, but also the impact of the companies on the, on the environment even when it's not financially material for the company itself. Uh, so it was really, an, it is very ambitious, and the CSRD directive is, uh, um, is, about, is about this. Um, but, uh, I mean, uh, it's not only uh, the European against the American, because uh, even within Europe, there are a lot of big companies and big lobbies, uh, which, uh, I mean, who have really pushed back a lot uh, the CSRD directive. And on the other way, there is the international organization, the uh, uh, IFRS Foundation, so which, uh, which is at the heart of the, of the accounting system, um, which uh, decided to, to create a subsidiary, I mean, a, a kind of a, a specific subsidiary for sustainability, which is the ISSB, uh, International Sustainability Standard Board. And, uh, and they, had, they were smart enough Uh, to uh, uh, to give the, the, the chairmanship of the, of the ISSB to, Euro to a European well-known, very well-known um, uh, leader uh, and a sustainability leader, I mean, uh, because Emmanuel Faber is a sustainability leader. Uh, and so uh, uh, it has been a very, I mean, strange and very difficult for the uh, uh, sustainability community in Europe to... Uh, to understand that and, to, uh, uh, and, and just to, to find its way in, uh, in, in this new uh, uh, discussion between the ISSB on one hand, which is clearly about financial materiality itself, and, and the European Commission, which was on double materiality. Uh, what I think is that there is no big problem to, uh, to move on both ways. Uh, I mean... Basically, uh, we, we are not going to convince uh, the, the, the big uh, American companies and even, uh, uh, I don't know, Chinese or uh, other companies uh, uh, in all over the world to move to double materiality right now. Uh, so uh, the fact that Europe is ahead of the curve is good, uh, and, and, and we should continue to be ahead of the curve. That's very important. And, and, and I think I have the conviction that the European regulation could become a global regulation. We, we have the, po the power to uh, create global regulation starting from Europe because of our economic power, because of our 
uh, links with uh, all the, uh, the the other countries and other uh, region in, in the world uh, with I mean the trade and and uh, and, uh, and all that stuff. So uh, so we can move uh, at the same time on something which is ahead of the curve in Europe and a kind of global platform for sustainability all over the world. Uh, and it's normal that we uh, have some discussion between the two approaches. That's not bad, I mean, to have some discussion and to explain that we, that we disagree. Uh, and, uh, 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 and so uh, I was a little bit sad uh, when, I, when I read the, the, uh, the, the paper from, from, from Faber in Le Monde a couple of weeks ago, because it was just saying uh, there is no possible discussion. I mean, uh, what you are doing on, on double materiality is wrong, and, 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 uh, and, and that's it. And so uh, I think it was not the, the, the right way, the good way to, uh, to move forward in the discussion. Uh, and so this was the reason we, we answered to, to, to this uh, uh, paper with uh, uh, also uh, an op-ed in, uh, in Le Monde uh, that uh, I uh, co-signed with uh, Pascal Demurger, the, uh, the, the head of Mouvement Impact France, uh, last week. Uh, and, and I think that now, I mean, it's just more probably uh, coming down a little bit. And so uh, uh, everybody understands that there are different approaches and uh, the important fact is that we, uh, we can find bridges between these approaches in order for the companies to, uh, to navigate uh, into this uh, very complex world uh, the, uh, the easiest, easiest way. And just for the audience, can you explain very quickly what double materiality means in case they don't know? So, I mean, basically double materiality means that uh, you, uh, you look at the, uh, at the company as a uh, I mean, uh, uh, a player in uh, in an, an environment in uh, with very different stakeholders. Uh, nature being one of the stakeholders, but also uh, uh, people, employees, uh, clients, and so on and so forth. Territories, uh, and obviously, uh, uh, every uh, uh, every enterprise, every company has uh, impacts on its environment. Uh, some of these impacts have. Uh, have consequences on the business of the company. Uh, for example, uh, if there is carbon price uh, and, and you uh, emit a lot of CO2, then you, uh, you will have an impact on the environment through your emission, but your emissions will also have back uh, uh, an impact on your business because, because of the carbon price. Some of the impacts sometimes have no consequences on your business and on your P&L. Uh, on, your, on your bottom line. Let's say you, you are polluting a river and there is no uh, regulation in the country where you do it, then you can continue to do it. There is no impact on your business, but there is a big, strong impact on the communities on the environment. So double materiality is just saying you have to look on both sides. What has an impact on your financial uh, accounts and your business, but also what has no impact on your business, but has an impact on the environment. Yeah, super clear. So, so Philippe, for, for those inspired by today's conversation and eager to join the sustainability movement, what advice or guidance would you offer? Whoa, that's a, that's a difficult one. I mean, uh, uh, there are, I think that there, there is so much to do uh, that uh, there, is, uh, there is not one advice. And uh, the, uh, I think that uh, the, there are different 
uh, ways to uh, to uh, to work for sustainability and and uh, and I, I, I you know I don't think we should uh, uh, separate the different different ways. For example, some wants to uh, uh, clearly uh, go uh, outside of the of the existing system and uh, and do uh, uh, I don't know uh, organic agriculture and uh, and then. Uh, uh, go back to the land and uh, and and stop working on uh, uh, in in big uh, in big companies. Uh, and we have seen a lot of new uh, a lot of students have been saying that uh, I'm 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 giving up. Uh, that's enough. Uh, I'm going back to uh, to nature. So uh, uh, some others want to to do the revolution, uh, and and some others want to use technology and to use. Uh, uh, what they have uh, learned at school to uh, to create new technologies to uh, to find uh, solutions for sustainable development, and all this is okay. I think all and we I, I'm sure that we need all this, uh, and there is not one solution because the situation is so complex, so different, uh, so spread in different industries and and geographies uh, that we need a coalition. But the important thing is that we uh, don't think that. Uh, the uh, the choice that we are not making is a, is, is a bad choice. We need to again to to create coalitions to make bridges between the different ways to uh, to, to 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 do this. So clearly, uh, uh, changing from the inside is not easy, but is also clearly one way that we uh, that we should explore. Perfect. And so if any of the listeners want to follow Mirova or follow you, I know you are very active on LinkedIn. What can they do? Uh, yes, of course, I am active on LinkedIn. I, am, uh, I, 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 I think it's really important to, uh, uh, to engage, to engage with, uh, uh, with, I mean, engagement uh, was at the, at the heart at, at, uh, of, the, of the creation of Mirova 10 years ago. And so we we engage with companies uh, in which we are uh, uh, inv investing. We engage with policymakers. We engage with regulators. We engage with NGOs. We engage with students, with young people. So that's really very important to uh, uh, to uh, increase uh, the the the, the, the uh, really the discussion. Uh, so I mean, yeah, feel free to uh, to to, con to contact me and to uh, to contact Mirova to. Uh, uh, to apply uh, <laughs> for, I don't know, whatever, internships, uh, uh, jobs, uh, but also to participate to, to, to this discussion and to engage yourself. That's clearly uh, the, the, the best way and uh, probably uh, uh, the, the, the way we, we, uh, we will meet uh, one day or, or another. Perfect. Thank you so much, uh, Philippe. That was, you know, super interesting. And, and for the audience, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you found it insightful and inspiring. If you want to stay connected with us, learn more and continue this sustainability journey and discussion, please subscribe to our bi-weekly digest on www.pricingfortheplanet.com and follow us on LinkedIn. As Philippe mentioned, you can also follow Philippe Zawati and Mirova on LinkedIn. But listeners, we also need your help by leaving a comment and rating this podcast. You are not just giving us feedback, you are also helping boost the visibility of those critical discussions. Every comment, every like, every share help us reach more people and spread the word about our mission. Thank you for your time, your interest and your commitment to sustainability.
Be well.